listening to a life-impacting message preached by Bishop Richard Ayi. Bishop Richard Ayi is the pastor of the First Love Church London, a denomination founded by Bishop Dag Heward Mills. The First Love Church is full of zealous young people who love and desire to work for the Lord. You will be encouraged and uplifted as you listen to this powerful message. Is risen upon you. Behold, the darkness shall cover the earth and grows dark. Well, it's a blessing to be with you again today. I think I haven't been here for a few years, so I I was looking forward to seeing my blue carpet. Yeah. I can see that it's intact. So I want to say thank you, Prophet, for having me here. Uh, it's a blessing to be here. And um, thank you, Prophet, and your wonderful, beautiful wife for having me again and, and smiling at me at my arrival. It's a blessing. Let's hear the word of God today. Turn your Bibles to 2 Corinthians chapter 10, and the title of my message is, Are There Human Devils? <laughs> Are There Human Devils? 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 1 says that, Now I, Paul, myself beseech you by the meekness and gentleness of Christ, who in the presence and base among you, by being absent and bold toward you. But I beseech you that I may not be bold when I am present with that confidence wherewith I think to be bold against some, which think of us as if we walked according to the flesh. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of God, and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. And having a readiness to revenge all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. Now, such wonderful um, passages in the scriptures have almost led us to believe that all the enemies of life and the ministry and whatever we do are not, uh, uh, what do you call it? They are not human beings, which is true. Uh, our enemies are invisible enemies. Um, but in every, in, every, in, in, in every way you look at it, um, our enemies are invisible. We don't see them. But what we have to understand to help us even identify, locate, see our enemies is that they work through human beings. Without human beings, our enemies or our enemy or our arch rival, the devil, cannot function and he will not function. And as soon as you take your eyes off human beings, you can easily miss the enemy, even, even, even in, um, 
uh, medical science, all the things they fight against, they treat us against bacteria, viruses, fungal infections, and all that. It operates through a human being, through human flesh. When you see, you know, once I went to visit a church member, all she had done, all she had done was to give birth. That's all she had done. She had just given birth. And then she couldn't walk. She couldn't move. She couldn't, she couldn't do anything. She was just lying there. So I said, let me go and see my church member and pray for her. My surprise was that when I got there, I was virtually put in a suit. As though, as though there was a chemical attack. I was put in a suit that you can't go in. And, I, and they said, look, all the people I came with, they said they can't go in with me. We have to go one at a time. Everybody fully cladded. So I was asking myself that, am I being protected from her or is she being protected from me? <laughs> or both of us are being protected. But it's, it's as though there was, there was an invisible enemy that we had to be shielded from. But that thing, that thing has taken over someone's body. Completely, completely taking over her body. And she was just lying there. She was just lying there. Could hardly speak. Can't move. Can't do anything. And all she's done was just to give birth. That's all. That's all that had happened to her. And we looked at her. After the suit, everything they 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 put on me. When I was leaving, they had to give me this whatever to wash my hands. Wash your hands before you step out of out of this line, before you cross this line and walk out of this door, make sure that it washes. So, so what I'm saying is that there are, there are things that affect us and affect, affect, uh, affect our existence. But they are not visible things, but all of them channel themselves through human physical bodies. There is, there is, there is a war However you want to look at it, there is a war in this life, war for ministry, war in, la, in, in, the, in the, your finances, war in marriage, um, war in your, your, your career. You know, this, this morning I was asking myself, that why do, people, why do people wake up in the morning and they run to work? Have you seen early morning people moving to work? We are going to work. It's like we have to go to work. People applying for jobs, looking for jobs. Why? Why are we looking for jobs? Why do we want to work? It's because we have an invisible enemy called poverty. So when you see people racing, it's like everybody is determined that I will not be poor. I will never be poor. Have you seen, have you seen a human being walking around and saying, my name is poverty? Good morning, I'm poverty. No, but it operates through people and affects people. If you give it the chance, it will manifest itself through you. And you will discover that it's an enemy to life and it exists. It's there that, look, my name is poverty. So you wake up in the morning. Or if like from a certain age, 18 years, whatever, it's like we are determined that we will never be poor. This enemy called poverty it will never catch us so we start studying as students we're studying when you are studying in school what are you studying for to escape poverty 
What are you studying for? Why, why don't you want to get 2%? Why do you want to get 80%? 2% is easier, far easier to, to get. Write something small and sleep in the exam room. You get 2%. But we are determined never to get 2%, never to get 3%, never. It's like I must, I must actually get good, good marks so that I will get a good job so that that thing called poverty will never, will never be seen in my life. Never. Never. Never be seen. So there are different fronts on which our so-called, though we walk, though, though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. There are different fronts on which this battle shows itself and it shows itself all, always all the time through something that is not physical. It's not seen, but yet it is working through human flesh. So are there human devils? The answer is yes, there are human devils. There are human devils. There are people, there are people, full-blooded agents of Satan that fight, that fight the church. It fights the church. It will fight, it can fight your personal life. It can fight you in your career. It can fight you at your workplace. It can fight you, it can, it can reduce you to nothing if you allow it to reduce you to nothing. It will reduce you to nothing. Because if it is a devil working through a human being. You see, the example I was giving you of that lady that I went to see in the hospital. Whatever has taken over her body has taken over it so much that she herself, as she's lying there, it's like, it's like when you see it, it's as though you are staring at a disease. Well, when you see her, you will not, say, you will not easily say, you will not easily think of her as, um, um, Whatever her name is, if her name is Ruth, you don't think that this is Ruth. You will think, think this is a disease. This is a disease lying here. That's why we've been put in suits. Don't touch her. Don't do this. I'm not surprised they didn't tell us that don't breathe. Because it's, like it's like the thin lying there. It's almost death. It can kill you. It has, it's like demons that has taken over. You see, when demons take over someone completely, that's why you see a mad person walking on the streets. Yeah, the person begins to function and represent, actually represent Satan. And do things that Satan would do when he takes control over your life. So let's look at a couple of human devils that exist. That we have to fight, resist, oppose, cast out, and never tolerate in our lives. It's wonderful when people live as though there's no battle. Life is a battle. Always. You're always, you're always fighting. Even when you say you're not fighting, you're fighting. Yes. When you say you're not fighting, you're, you are like, you are like, you are like, perhaps a boxer that is about to lose a fight and he can't lift up his hands anymore. But someone is punching you to death. Someone is hitting you hard. That is what it is like when you say to yourself that there's no battle, there's nothing to fight. I'm okay, I'm moving there. You are giving, you are giving your enemy a field day to operate and to feel free and to destroy you. 
So there's always a constant, there's a constant battle, constant, constant. When, when, when if you don't feel it, if you don't feel it, there's something wrong with you. Then you are, you are, you are dead and out. You have, to, you have to know. Even when you are smiling and move, you have to know that you are fighting. You have to know that there's something that is coming and something that is against you. Hallelujah. So, the next scripture I want us to see are the words of Jesus in John chapter 6 and verse 17. Jesus answered them. You see, Jesus' words are very, are very beautiful. Very beautiful and very classic. He, he, doesn't, he doesn't mince words at all. And he says it as it is. And when you see, when you read, if ever, if ever you decide to have your quiet time on the words of Jesus, and you read something that Jesus has said, try not to interpret it. Accept it as he has said it. If you try translating, interpreting, forcing, for even forcing a revelation, what you call revelation, when you, when you force it, you miss the mark. You, start, you, become, you become less and lower than what Jesus is and what Jesus wants you to be. When you read Jesus' words, take it as it is. Jesus answered them and said, Have I not chosen you twelve? And one of you is a devil. I heard somebody reading this verse um, once. Um, somebody. And he said, he said, what Jesus means is that uh, one of you is behaving like a devil. But he didn't say, and one of you is going to behave like a devil. He said, one of you is a devil. You are a devil. You see, as soon as you say, one of you is like a devil, or one of you is behaving like a devil, or one of you is under the influence of a devil, or one of you, the devil has whispered to you on Monday morning, or one of you think that as soon as you start doing that, you can't, you, can't, you can't deal with things the way you have to deal with it. Because if the devil appears here, even some of us will throw a chair at him. You will say you. Because of you, I didn't get that job. Because of you, I didn't get that business. Hey, you. Because of you, I didn't get that money. I didn't pass that exam. I should have passed. Because of you. You will, throw, you will throw a chair at him. You don't just throw, you will throw a chair at him. Because of you, my beloved left me. You will take your shoe off and knock his head. So, so when you don't see, when you don't see things the way they are, you react to it differently. And you see, people have entertained, entertained devils in their lives. You have entertained devils. In their lives because they never they never called it the devil like Jesus is saying here one of you is a devil no one of you is like a devil it's he is a devil he's a devil when you see when you see someone lying there in the hospital about to die what you are looking at is death the person is actually going to die if you joke with that the person will actually die so when you see, when, what I'm saying is that when you see death, it is death. It is not like death. It's not like I will die for five minutes and I'll come back. You see, once, once I had, I, I traveled, I traveled. I was actually, I was actually in, a, 
in China. And then I felt this little pimple on my back. Tiny, 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 small. The head is so small, tiny as I write on my back here. And I said, what kind of pimple is this that hurts? It hurts. I mean, it's painful. When I'm sitting down, if, I'm, if I finish preaching, I'm going to sit down. This is the sound you hear. Hey! Tiny like that, tiny. And I said, ah, what, 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 what problem is this? So I went on the internet <laughs> to check that what is this thing? Then I lifted my shirt up and I showed it to a layman that what can you see? What can you see there? Is there something there? Then he said to me that yeah, it looks like an insect bite. He said, it looks like an insect bite. I said, what Chinese insect is this? <laughs> <laughs> what language does he speak that has come to bite me? So after that, I went on the internet to find out what do you do when you have an insect bite? And he gave me all kinds of things. Oh, no problem. I can do it. I mean, I'm in my room alone. I can, I can solve this problem. I tried everything. It wasn't, it wasn't getting any better. And the area was being affected more. It's as though something was spreading. And this tiny thing is spreading. It spread like that. So I took a picture of it and sent it to a doctor in England. That this is my problem. What is it? He said, Ewo. He said, Bishop, please go to the A and E. That's the emergency. Immediately I said, What do you mean? I should go to work. Which emergency? He said, No, 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 no. Go to the A and E. I didn't mind him. I didn't, I didn't mind him. Tiny, small like that. You see, what I'm explaining to you is that if you don't call things by its name, it gains an advantage over you. Do you know that for six or seven days I was there, I lived there in pain. My flight back, my flight back is like 20 hours. You should see me on the flight. Strag- I mean, it doesn't respond to painkillers. Pain. When I, when I landed, then I went to see my doctor. He just looked at him once like this and he said, hey, come on, to the A&E. He said to the A&E, so I kept asking, what is it? Tell me what it is. I said, it's, it's an insect. He said, it's not an insect bite. Just go. Just go, 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 go. But he said, I had called it insect bite. But it's not an insect bite. It is something else. It is something else. Something else and something that doctors are not joking with it. It's something else. Totally, it's not something you sit in your room and you buy cream and you say, this one is uh, it's a bite. You just put it on it. No, 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 no. So when Jesus is saying that one of you is a devil, he actually means one of you is a devil. He actually means devil. Devil. Not a disturbance. Devil. Devil. When you don't call the things by its name, it flourishes. It does, it does very, very well. I mean, it's very happy. It's very, very happy when you don't call it by its name. It's like going somewhere and you don't want to be seen and, and people, the people around don't know who you are. You're very happy to hide and to just to sit there quietly and to move. So the first example I want to give you of a human devil is in the Bible. Do you want to see the first example? Yes. I want to give you examples of human devils. That word devil is used 35 times in the Bible. 
38 actually, 38, 35 times it is, it is used as like a weather devil. And then the rest, Jesus used it. Jesus used it three times. The word diabolos, which means devil. First example is Matthew 16. And verse 22, Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him, saying, God forbid, God forbid it, Lord, this shall never happen to you. But he turned and said to Peter, get behind me, Satan. You are a stumbling block to me, for you are not setting your mind on God's interests, but man's. Now again, you will see Jesus calling his immediate associate, Satan. Yes, but it's very hard. I mean, if you're in the ministry, it's very hard to turn to your main man and say that you're a devil. It's very, it's very, very difficult. I mean, you need, you need to have the spirit of Christ. The spirit of Christ to call your best friend or your closest friend Satan. Even if, even if it's at a particular instance, you need, you need a certain spirit and a certain ability of discernment to see that, look, this person, this person is destroying, is destroying what God has called me to do. What, what is, what was, what was the issue that brought about uh, his Satan? Is it that he has brought, he has brought a gallon of demons into the house? He's just, he's just following his calling. God has called him, go to the cross, wait, do this. It's like, it's about ministry. What God, doing the will of God, serving God to the end, paying the price, doing everything that God has told him to do. And then Peter is coming to advise that you don't have to do it. There and then, Jesus says that anybody who talks to you against God's will and God's purpose for your life is Satan. It's Satan. It's not, a good, it's not, it's not like good advice. That person is Satan. Anybody, anybody who tries tries to take you out of the church where God has planted you, where God has said stay, work for him, give your life to God, give your life to the ministry, do serve God. Anybody who advises you against, against working for God and serving God, from this verse, I can see that that person is Satan. That person is Satan. Not, not, not like Satan. Satan, don't dilute it. Don't be nice about it. Anybody, you see, look, can you imagine Peter talking to his friend Jesus and look, look, Charlie, you know for die now. Charlie, make you no die. We make young, we denounce that life. You chop like, you chop like, you say, uh, Charlie, Jesus, how much you taught? You chop like 32. It's been like 32 years. You'll be like 41. She'll just be 32. Tell me we don't die now. We don't come chop life. We don't become enjoy. The crowds they gather. The church, the church they grow. When you say you won't die, you know go die now. Tell me you stop. Make you stop. It'd be like it'd be like it'd be depression. Yes. I mean, look, he's he's giving he's giving good advice. So I don't know whether you have good friends who give you good advice, but the advice is contrary to what God says do. Contrary to it, contrary to it. And someone as close, as close.
close as it as close. You know, let, let me let me tell you, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. The the port of London for demons. Do you know where demons land? They land in your mind. Thoughts. Be very careful about the things that occur to you. And then the source of the things that are occurring to you. Both demons and the Holy Spirit, their first landing base in any human being is the mind. It's the mind. But the Bible says the Holy Spirit will put us to remembrance. That you, you remember some things or you, you, feel like, you feel like doing some things. That I have to do this. I've got to do this. I've got to do that. It's the Holy Spirit speaking to you. And then also negative thoughts. The first point, the first point of life is, is the mind. It just, it just lands there. So when someone is speaking to you, speaking to your mind, changing your mind, changing your thought patterns, the, it's, it's either the Holy Spirit speaking or it is the devil. It's the devil speaking to you to give you ideas, to give you bad, to tell you don't serve God, don't work for God. Let's not do this. And you see, Jesus, he, he, we will deal with the person first before we will think about what the person is saying. Yeah. It's like once it's coming from, from mom, one is, once it's coming from my uncle, once it's coming from my best friend, once it's coming from my wife, it must be, it must be good advice. This is how we think. True or correct? But Jesus is teaching us that don't judge things by who it's coming from. Judge it by the content of what the person is saying. Or judge it by your relationship with God. And not what the person is saying. Because a good, a good person is only good. He's as good as good. And good, 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 good is not righteousness. Good doesn't represent God. Truth is God. Truth is God. Good and evil are the fruits of the fallen nature of man. When man fell, that he decided to choose between good and evil, right and wrong. God is truth. Go for the truth. Stand for the truth. Go for what God is saying, not what is good. God is not good. Is not God is not always the truth. It may be. A, it may. It may be. It may be. It may be a good thing, but it doesn't mean that that's what God wants you to do. It's not good to live. And Jesus said, "I'm going to die." And somebody says, "No, live. You have to live. You have to live. You have to go to the gym." Instead of thinking of dying, let's go to the gym. Let's put ourselves on diet. Let's do this. Let's do that. I said, "No." You can't die. And he said the truth and what is necessary and what God is saying is that die now, shed your blood for the world. And you see the reason why a lot of people have not been able to save God and do what God called them to do is because, it's because they have listened to the devil through nice, the devil has to through nice people, through good people. So they haven't followed they haven't followed what God wants them to do. They haven't pursued God with a passion, with a passion and with strength. A lot of, a lot of, us, a lot of us say we'll have the call of God on our lives to serve God and to work for God. Every Sunday, every Sunday you, you, you come here and you watch a very anointed man of God. 
anointed. You see, somebody, anytime you see your pastor, one of the things that should occur to you is that he has answered the call. And he's following God. And he's following God with everything. Everything that, everything that is in him is, is God. He's giving everything. It's, 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 when, when you stare, when you sit down and you stare him, preaching beautifully, nicely. I mean, he must be anointed to have uh, the, the church that we have here. To see, when you sit down, you see all this wonderful, what was okay to you is that he has given himself to God. He has obeyed God. He has obeyed God to the letter. To the letter. There is no, when he gets, it's like when he gets to following God, there is no trace of satanic influence in his life. So he's gone all out fully. <laughs> then you tell yourself that it's a good example to follow. If God is calling me, I must also follow. I must follow him as he follows Christ. I must be like my pastor. I must work for God. I must serve God. Instead of listening to good advice, which is coming from Satan. Though, though the person gave you the good, he looks like a very nice person. <laughs> Number two. So first example is, is Sue Peter, isn't it? Close associates in the ministry, in your life, wherever. Second example is, is religious people. Religious people. They're the next manifestation of the devil. Not like the devil, the devil. Matthew 3 and verse 7, it says that, but when he saw, Many of the Pharisees and Sadducees come to his baptism. He said unto them, O generation of vipers, he called them snakes, serpents, who has warned thee, who has warned you to flee from the wrath that is to come? John chapter 8 and verse 44, he says that you are of your father the devil. And the last of your father will you do. He was a murderer from the beginning and abode not in the truth because there is no truth in him. When he speaketh a lie, he speaketh of his own for he is a liar and a father of it. So now here, Jesus is describing religious people. That is people who are always devoted to God. He's describing them as snakes. You see, what, what, who is a snake? What is a snake? A snake is something that can kill you, but when it's around, will not announce that I'm around. A dinosaur, when it comes into this hole, you don't, it, it doesn't even to say anything. We all see that it has come. Even a horse, if a horse comes here, we'll say that. That's why Jesus didn't call them a horse or a cow. A horse, a cow, even a mosquito. Even a mosquito, as small as it is, if it enters through, you know a mosquito has come. It will move through your ears and you'll be stamping yourself. Stamping your feet. You know, a mosquito is around. But a snake gives no indication that I'm around. It blends in. It blends. It blends in. It fits in. Goes to church like you go to church. Basenta leader like you're a basenta leader. Loving God, speaking in tongues, doing everything. But yet, it's a snake. It can destroy you. So, so, so how do we find out? Pray for the spirit of discernment. Pray for the spirit of discernment. 
Pray for the spirit of discernment. Pray for it to know. To know. Be, 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 or be on high alert to know that there is the presence of something that can destroy you and that can affect you. You see, um, England recently said that they had lowered um, the level of um, alertness where terrorists are concerned. But, see, but terrorists have evolved. They are changing. They are changing. They are changing the way they operate. They don't just. They don't just. They, it's like bombing is becoming difficult. So they try. They tried using cars and trucks on pavements to run through. They run drive through people. Just a few days ago, I saw. I was here when a meeting. I saw on my on my phone it has popped up that they're stabbing. Now they've taken knives. Like we are walking on the street, knives, and they will just stab you through. But the people, when you see them walking out, they're normal people. Normal person, but the person is a snake. Normal, 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 normal. As he's, as he's walking out, he's not looking for somebody he knows to kill. It's like, this is my chance. The aim is to kill people. So this is my chance. Take a knife and I start killing people. How, how do you control such a person? How do you control, how do you stop such a person? How do, you, how do you stop a Pharisee? How would you know that a Pharisee is against the will of God and what God wants you to do? How would you know? How would you know that this really so religious person is actually a devil in your life? Pray for the spirit of discernment. Pray that you will see and you will know. Pray that you will see and you know. Pray that, pray that your sensitivity to these things will be heightened. That you become spiritually sensitive to people, people who are against church, against the call of God in your life, and against your, against your well-being spiritually. You see, pray first. First, first, don't, don't, be, don't think so much about my marriage, my job, my thing first, your relationship with God. When you become sensitive to things that are Anti your serving God and working for God, you become sensitive to things that do not want you to progress in life. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. Seek ye first the kingdom of God, and all these things shall be added. Seek ye first the kingdom of God, and all these things shall be added. When you know, when you know what doesn't want you, what doesn't want you to serve God, you will know what doesn't want you to have money in your pocket. Seek first the kingdom. Always put God first. Put God first. It's the best way to becoming spiritual. What you call is the best way to becoming spiritual and to be spiritual is to know what wants me to serve God and what doesn't want me to serve God. If I can use the word hate, if you ask me, who do I hate? Or what do I, I prefer who? Who do I hate in my life? Who do I hate most? Detest most? Are people, people that when I'm serving God, doing the church work, are moving in the opposite direction, trying to stop me. I really detest them. I really detest them. No matter how beautiful they are, that's the end. Who do I dislike most? People that whilst I'm building, they are kicking what I'm building down. I call, I call them demons. Demons, devils, devils. I curse them all the time. I curse them. And finally, last point. 
Are you going to curse devils in your life? Or are you going to kiss them? Curse them. Yes. The last one, wow. It's not me. I'm going to read the Bible. I'm saying it's not me. It's the Bible. First, First Timothy chapter 3 and verse 11. It says that even so must their wives be grave, not slanderous. The word slander used there is the word devil, that is diabolos, not slander. So Paul is warning pastor's wives that do not be devils. Hey, it's not me. Did you hear me making that claim before I read the point? It's not me. And I also didn't write the book. I'm reading from a book reading, written by Bishop Doug Heward Mills. And he's also quoting from the Bible. It's not us, so I be. <laughs> yeah. But the next, you see, you see what, what, what I'm pointing out to you are maybe unsuspecting areas. That the devil would manifest. You wouldn't suspect. You wouldn't suspect that the pastor's wife. Or the pastor's wife will also not, perhaps maybe it to be a little whatever. The pastor's wife may not even think that she can also release devils onto her husband and into the church. She also wouldn't think so. She thinks she's giving good advice, like Peter, or doing good things. But she could be one of the potentials in scattering the church. In destroying the church and destroying the husband's ministry. So the advice is do not, do not become a devil. Don't become a devil. Don't become a devil. May God give you eyes, eyes to see, eyes to discern, ears to hear. May your spiritual sensitivity be heightened and never underestimate the presence, the presence. The presence of devils. Let me tell you a quick story. To, for you to see the importance of why God wants us to see something. You see, I had, I had a, a beautiful place that I used to go and pray all the time in England. Beautiful. I really liked that place. I mean, I really liked it. Once I went there, I had a dream. The dream was like God was showing me that, no, don't come to this place. Don't use this place. not good. And I didn't, I didn't believe that. I said, well, it's like, you know... It's just a dream. One of these things that, I mean, you've had a dream. Let me just continue. The one day I went there, I've been there for days, praying all night, very happy. And I was leaving Saturday morning, around 10 o'clock in the morning. I, I put my bag on the bed, and I zipped it. Zipped it. I can hear the sound of the zip. As soon as I said, I saw somebody held my shoulder, my two shoulders like that, and turned me around and put me on the bed. And I fell back like that. My feet were on the ground. And then suddenly, suddenly, I saw the door of the room open. And somebody walks in. Who walks in? A lady. Dark skinned lady. Short hair. Firm breasts. Not, not drooling. No. Firm. No, I mean, no, I'm sure you, I'm sure you, why, uh, the importance that maybe God places on these things. Fame, and she has oiled her top. 
oil, I mean oil. So everything was shining. <laughs> and she was wearing jeans, tight jeans, and like boots, high heel boots. And she walked in. She walked in right straight to the bed where I was lying. And then she turned around like this to sit on me. <laughs> <laughs> she, she didn't sit <laughs> as long as she turned around like this to sit it's like whoever put me to sleep just brought me back and so I just wanted to show you what is in this place that was my last time I went there yes, that, was, that, was, that was the last time I ever, I ever recently I took somebody I took somebody there they went around to do something in that place they said this place is a beautiful place he said, uh, he said to me, I would like to come here and pray. I said, you would not like to come here and pray. <laughs> you, see, you see it nice and beautiful like this. You don't know what is there. You don't know what is here. You don't know what is here. So I'm saying to myself, you see, it is very important that see, the presence of devils and demons, it hinders your spiritual progress. May God give you eyes. May God give you ears. And may God give you the strength to overcome. Stand to your feet. Bow your heads and just pray for yourself for 30 seconds. Just pray for yourself that this week will be a blessed week. will be a good week for you. No devil shall have access to you. No devil shall work through you. No devil shall work through someone to affect your life. To destroy any good plan that God has for you this week. Pray for yourself just for this week. Pray that this week the devil shall not hinder anything that God has planned for you. It will be well. It will be good. It will be, it will be a blessed week. It will be a favorable week. God will help you. We stop every demon. We stop every devil. We block every agent that has been released against your life. Anything that pertains to your well-being. We stop it. We block it. In the name of Jesus. Anything released against your ministry. Your calling. This week shall not be the week when it shall be aborted. This week shall not be the week where you shall be discouraged from serving God, working for God, following God. It shall not be this week. We block it. We stop it. We curse it. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, for the blessing of these wonderful people and these great people that you have put together and called and drawn unto you in this place, Lord. Let this be a blessed week, Lord. Let this be a favorable week for them. Let them see good things. Let them meet good people. Let them experience good and great things, oh God, in their lives. Thank you for your blessing. And thank you for your goodness. In Jesus' name. Now, while every eye is closed and every head is bowed, please, in this place, I want to pray for you specially. You are here this morning. Somebody invited you to church. Somebody brought you to church today. But deep in your heart, you feel far from God. You are still afraid of Satan. You are afraid of the things that Satan can do against you. Because you don't have a relationship with God. This morning you want to say, Pastor, pray with me. I want to give my life to Jesus. I want to surrender my life to Jesus. I want to be born again. I want my sins to be forgiven. If you are here like that, very quickly lift up your right hand and I'll pray for you. Pastor, pray with me. I want to give my life to Jesus. Just your right hand. Lift up high so I can see you. I want to give my life to Jesus. I want to give my life to Jesus today. God bless you. God bless you. Have your hands lifted up. I want you to run to the front now. Come out of your seats and come to me right now. Come very quickly. 
I want to give my life to Jesus. Pastor, pray with me. I want to be born again. I want to be saved. I don't want to go to hell. Maybe you didn't even lift up your hand, but you want to come. Come very quickly. Come. Come very quickly. Pastor, pray with me. I want to give my life to Jesus. I want to be saved. I want to be born again. Come. Come. Don't let the devil stop you. Come and give your life to Jesus. Come to Jesus today. Come to Jesus today. Come to Jesus today. Come to him. Come to him. Come and give your life to Jesus. Come and be born again. Come and get your name written in the book of life. Come to Jesus. Bow your heads with me. And the whole church help us as we say this prayer. Those of you in front, please say this prayer after me. The whole church will join us as we say this prayer together. Say with me, say Heavenly Father. Say Heavenly Father. I am a sinner. I am a very, very wicked person. Please have mercy on me today. I believe in Jesus. I believe Jesus died for my sins and rose up on the third day. Now say, Lord Jesus, please come into my heart. Please come into my life. Be the Lord of my life. Heavenly Father, please write my name in the book of life. Thank you for today. Thank you for washing me with the blood of Jesus. Thank you for canceling all my sins. And thank you for saving my soul. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. We hope that you've been blessed by this message. For more information, follow us on social media. Search for First Love Church London on Facebook and YouTube and First Love UK on Twitter and Instagram. Have a blessed week.